0: Gialanese, and this is Farm Her Talks: thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the Farm Her in all of us. You've heard me say it before: everybody eats, and all food starts at the farm. Agriculture is a culture, and any culture thrives with diversity. We are no different. There are so many different types of people with different backgrounds that make up our agriculture and food value chain. But there is one thing that makes us all the same: we all know how to make the best of what we have. Times are crazy right now. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, as as soon as I think the crazy is over, it's not over, right? And so I'm being joined today with Aaron Lifker, who's our chief experience officer at Farmher, and we're going to be talking a little bit about food insecurity, a little bit about how we juggle things at home, just having busy families, and then we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, a contest that we got a chance to uh, go experience I guess at the Iowa State Fair this last year so uh, all kinds of things surrounding food food insecurity and so let's kick it off Aaron first of all I know that you have a busy family I have a busy family like it feels insane really right insane yeah, right yeah yes yep here we are in the uh, I what is it in the season of our lives with busier families than I could have ever imagined you know nobody warned us no. And I feel like it's just like everything in life, even yep. if they would have warned me, I don't think matter. I would have understood. No. I would have been like, I can handle anything It'll Be fine until I can't handle anything. And I feel like I want to lay on the floor and cry when I look <laughs> at my calendar. Right? right. So busy families. I mean, most nights we don't even eat until like eight o'clock. That yeah. is the reality. I'm like, everybody has to help themselves a little bit. And dinner is a true challenge. As much mm-hmm. as I try to think about being a uh, on point, as much as mm-hmm. I try to think about planning, that always seems to kind of fall apart. Yeah, and same so here. a lot of times, even being busy, um, if if you are blessed to have all of the food that you need, right. you know, even keeping uh, tabs of what you have and mm-hmm. being able to pull together a healthy, quick dinner yep. is a challenge. I, you said, yep. Yeah, so I assume a, the same for it's you. It's a challenge
1: because I mean, I feel like the food is, should be one of the most important things in your day. And by the time I get to that point in my day, I'm like, I got nothing left. I'm
0: so tired. Let's just not. Let's right. Just, yeah. So, yep. and then you're looking at what you have, trying yeah. to figure out how you piece these right. things together, right? Right. Well, the Nationwide Chopped Contest was created to highlight some simple and affordable options for For Iowans who were at the Mm -hmm. contest, for Iowans who participated in the contest, but the really cool thing is now we get to share that with uh, Beyond Iowa also, right? Right. So the contest was that cooks were asked to create casseroles using foods that are readily available To food pantry clients Mm -hmm. and the types of things that we might have on the shelves in any pantry, really, uh, from staples, canned goods, you know, and things that are affordable, like truly affordable and realistic on the day to day. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're going to be talking uh, to people at this contest later on, of course, here, but... Uh, the judging was um, focused around the taste, affordability and appearance. And the panel included uh, our governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, nationwide uh, agribusiness president, Brad Liggett. It also included someone named the Ross Dean, who is a Versova executive And then uh, it was all uh, emceed by Michelle Book, who's the Food Bank of Iowa, who Mm -hmm. has been on our podcast in the past, as we've talked about food insecurity and the very real um, situation out there. She shared some numbers during the contest that, well, during the pandemic, we saw increase for need of food pantries and and for donated items go way up, right? and. Uh, I was really happy to hear that that is almost back down to pre-pandemic levels. Did you share that? That's, she, that is. Yeah, that's really good, right? That is good. But mm-hmm. um, there's still a need still out made. there. There's mm-hmm. always a need out there. And and when I think about food insecurity, I, I always go back to this story. And it ac- actually was at the Iowa State Fair, one of the first years that we participated there with FarmHer. I can't re- even remember how many years ago it was, <laughs> like four or five, six years ago, I'm not sure. And this young woman, I was I was sitting at our booth at like, you know, 730 at night, the crowd was dwindling. This was in our booth in the agriculture building. And, um, I was sitting there and I probably just kind of staring at my phone and this young woman comes up to me and she actually knew Lexi Merrick, who was on our team. Hmm. I think they had gone to college together or something. And she started telling me, um, that she grew up in a small rural community and that, um, she decided to go into college to focus on being a dietitian, and, I was like, well, why did you do that? And she said, because I would see people in my little hometown in, you know, northeast Iowa who didn't have enough to eat and they're surrounded by fields of food, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Fields of food and abundance. And And then there was uh, kids who would get in trouble for stealing Mm -hmm. food because they didn't have enough to eat. They were hungry. Yeah. And so... I wow. always think about that. I know. I know. I, I uh-huh. always think about that in that kind of like perspective of you're right. It is a problem. It's a problem mm-hmm. everywhere, but in rural America, I think it can be even harder to know where to go or you may right, not have, have access it, to yeah,
1: a food bank it or might a pantry, not be,
0: yeah. you know, a mile away. Right. And, yep. and we talk about that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, It's It's a real issue. Yeah. Yeah. It it absolutely is. And so she had gone to college to become a dietitian dietitian so she could focus on things just like this, right? Yeah. How can I help people get better access to healthy, Mm -hmm. fresh Mm -hmm. food? How can I help them understand how to prepare better meals for themselves? Like how how can we help people help themselves through this? And I need to find that girl someday. I was gonna say you do. Bring her in here because I talk about her a lot. Yeah, yeah. And this whole contest was
1: around what you could what they could actually get at a food pantry or a food bank right. and to make the most out of 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 what
0: is available too so yeah. it was yeah, yeah absolutely yep. so as as we think about this contest and uh you know w- whether you have access to food or not um being busy and trying to put yep. together nutritious cost effective meals for families. Uh, we pulled our audience on social media and the biggest back to school tip from farm her moms was meal planning of some sort. So this is not just us who are thinking (laughs) about this, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I, like I said earlier, I always start with the best of intentions. I'm like, we're going to have a plan everybody. And this is the food list that we need. And this is the meal plan. And then like three days in it falls apart. Right. When you're ordering Yeah. (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Eating unhealthily, yep. spending way too much money, you know, like breaking the budget uh-huh, and uh-huh. trying to just get it all done. Yeah. And so uh, how do you deal with your meal planning, meal prep? Like yeah. what what is your go to? Well,
1: since my husband's back in the office and he's not available to step out of his office and make our dinners every night oh. like he was during um, the pandemic, we actually... And, and I know this is this is a privilege, but we I order something called Home Chef, mm-hmm. and so I get two meals a week, mm-hmm. like four or six servings, and it's it's fresh, and it's healthy, and it's it's actually affordable, and then it gives me all the directions.
0: Oh, so you still have to put it together? It doesn't to show it up together. like a casserole that's already no. built. Like no, you get all have the ingredients. To, yep. you have to put it together. Okay.
1: Yep. And um, then I put it together and. Cook it, yeah, and, and I actually feel like I'm doing something because I have to follow the directions. Right. And and really for me, it's like okay, all these decisions all week long, and then okay, what do what are we going to eat, and do I have to go buy all this stuff? But if if it's there, yeah, and I have something to follow, easy.
0: And and that's the key that's if it's key. there. And we're going to get w- to some of those exactly. uh, maybe that there. you can throw into your repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. Of, right. of, of, of things to of go things to. <laughs> right, because yep. that's what um, in experiencing the contest, all of these things were. Yes. So, yes, um, I I think that's a wonderful idea. And mm-hmm. you know, I also find like once you have the food there in yeah. front of you, it almost makes it a little easier to be like, okay, this okay. is what we're going to stick to. This Absolutely. is what we're going to do. Yes, uh, for us yep. anyway.
1: Yep, and we'll hit. We'll kind of make a list and and hit the grocery store on Sunday and make sure we have what we need for the week. But yeah, yeah, so at least that there's something you can grab instead of... Yeah, Jimmy John's. Oh my gosh, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, an easy go-to pantry meal that you might mm-hmm. make your family like outside of yeah. outside of the yes. stuff that shows up to you. I don't really have one myself. I like think about it like our go-to is like tacos or spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti's one of those like you can take a jar yes. of sauce and a box of pasta yep. and you are like y- you got a meal, right? Yep. Like absolutely. Uh, maybe a can of mushrooms too, mm-hmm. right? Like I I can make that without fresh ingredients, right? And everybody will Be pretty happy, so yep. I would say that's probably my like easy go to yeah. out of the pantry. Yep, do you have anything like uh, yeah, that? Yeah, we do,
1: absolutely. We always have um noodles and Alfredo sauce. Oh, it's yeah, there you go. You're, you're a white and, sauce versus uh-huh, red sauce, huh? Uh-huh. And then chicken for some of us, and not for others if we. I mean, I always have as many frozen chicken breasts as possible. Yep. So,
0: yep. But if you're like me, then I'm like, shoot, they're oh, frozen. They're frozen. It's seven o'clock. Yep. What are we gonna so do? So no, there's no. You know what I just did? I just bagged up like. 15 bags of pre-cooked like chicken in yes. in little bags so that even like one kid so could take it serving. and make like a quesadilla or something quickly. That's so smart. We'll see. I mean, I hope oh, that yeah. they don't all go bad because no one's using right. them, right? They're not, right. They're, some of them are frozen, some of them aren't. So yeah, I love that. that that's my- That's a good idea. Like, well, yeah, I just did that like a few days ago. So yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll let you know. I'll, okay, I'll be yeah, back later yeah. to let you know how that worked I'll, out. Yes. So um, is there a time during the last year or so that you've had- to make the best of what you have. Um, I, I can think of sometimes for us, right. Especially mm-hmm. in the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we were, we, we could afford food, right. The, right. This was not the issue, right. but there was a slight fear of, of even going, going to the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just know
1: at the beginning when we were kind of unsure, like what's okay, what's not we did. We just kept going through what we had in our pantry. and And honestly we had to get a little more creative and that was, actually good. Yeah,
0: it was, right? It was very was like, good. Oh, we can eat out of here absolutely. if we
1: actually take 10 minutes and yes. think about it. Yep. And so at the beginning, just because I think we were all like, what should we do? What shouldn't we do? Let's just stay home for now. Yeah. And we'll figure this out. And so yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, gosh, what was that a year and a half ago? Oh, my gosh. huh. So it was a while so, ago. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is probably an eye opener, right?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. What do we have stocked here? Mm -hmm. What can we do? And, you know, my daughter during that time, uh, maybe out of boredom, got really kind of interested and she would go to Pinterest and come up with ideas for what we could make or eat at home. Um, because that was fun for her and that was an easy thing. And Mm -hmm. and I wasn't, you know, she's not really on social media otherwise, but it was like, Pinterest is good. You're, you're good there. And so that was kind of fun for them to, to have some of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so while we're talking about busy families, uh busy kids and I just told you about my chicken yeah. in, in the baggies yep. I don't know that that's a back to school hack or or time-saving tip, but do you have anything that's like your go-to when you hit this time of year and everything's busy? Um I think we could relate this to even like harvest time for farmers, yeah. right? Like when right. You, when all hands are on deck and you yep. are like Out of time. Yep. What's your What's your tip? (laughs) That's hard. (laughs) My My tip is I start yelling at people (laughs) (laughs) because we're all stressed. (laughs) That's a bad tip. That's the first. Don't don't pack that one away.
1: Um, you know, honestly, I think we just make sure. You know, like probably one of my hacks because if we're running in and out really fast, this is kind of silly and sort of Wisconsin of me, but we always have like string cheese. Oh, that's my hack. Like I will never, never ever not have it. It's pretty good protein it's a little bit of fat mm-hmm. and so because we do run out the door a lot and mm-hmm. it's like oh wait yeah nobody ate so now everybody's gonna melt and so always I always actually just created a little space for it in my refrigerator <laughs> last you have week string mm-hmm. cheese like bin yeah yep. yeah and so that's um that's one and And that's really maybe kind of lame, but that's, no, I mean, everyone's got to have their go-to and it has to be
0: something quick and easy that you can, everybody likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I got from you, I mean, this is in the line of fresh food. When we Mm -hmm. went to the FFA convention a couple of years ago, you brought like, you brought a bag of those like clementines with you and I had never, I, I don't like something about the texture of, um, right. Of those I've never really like loved them. Uh-huh. But they were the easiest go to. And since then when I travel for farm her, yeah. especially like if I'm on a farm, right. I can't control the temperature outside. I can't control like a lot of things uh-uh. or the dirt or, or whatever. And there's a, like they're like naturally packaged. Oh, yeah. You're and right. you yeah. can always grab one, even if it's hot, even yep. if it's cold, it doesn't matter. Like right. if it's it's not gonna spoil. Yep. I, I find those yep. to be a pretty handy little thing. Yeah. I and I I will take something like that because
1: I'm more apt to grab sugar or chocolate. And if I have something like that, I won't.
0: Yeah. You'll guilt yourself into (laughs) eating that. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I'll be
1: like, oh, this is good. I can do this. And it hits all those things. And
0: yeah. I'm with Mm -hmm. you. I know. Yeah. Okay. So just a refresher on Mm -hmm. what we already talked about a little bit. The nationwide chopped contest Mm -hmm. is... Was at the Iowa State Fair. This was the first year for this contest and uh, the Food Bank of Iowa put this on. And so again, Michelle Book, who is the CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa, was the MC. She was running the contest. This was really her, yeah. her kind of brainchild. Right. She, she was excited. she
1: been really working to put this together for a while and yeah. it was
0: exciting to see it launch. Yeah. So Nationwide supported it. And as I said, we had some other judges there as well, including the governor and um there was a lot of entries. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna ask, do you know? I mean uh I think that look- there was there was um, almost 40 entries yeah, I'd say
1: upwards of 30 some. Yeah. Okay. And okay.
0: I heard them say that it was the most highly participated in and attended, uh, food event at the fair. At the so fair. for those of you who have not been to the Iowa uh-huh. state fair, you need to put it on your bucket list of yes. course. But, uh, we have a building where all the food contests go on. There's always something going mm-hmm. on. Uh, maybe it's a, a specialty cake or yeah. a jam or a jelly or whatever it is. And then they have a variety of, um, of, uh, people who yeah. are the, um, they test they kinda, it. They, yep. they try it. They're the, oh, they're the, well,
1: they're, they I can't think of the right word. I don't know. They're judges, but they're yeah, right. Judges. They're, they're judges. <laughs> like, you I'm have like, the right word. I, I was
0: like, I don't know what they are. Um, they, they're judges. And so there's always something going on in that building. I've judged a contest in there before and it's, it's kind of intense. Yeah. It's a, like real deal. Yeah, you have to try it. You have a person sitting there with you. They take notes about what you say about it. And so in this contest, there was all these entries lined up, all these all these different casseroles really. Right. And then uh they split them up. They all tried different ones and then they went back and they huddled. And I got to go back behind the curtain Did you? while they Did huddled. You? Yeah. And I was like watching them and it was a, it wasn't contentious, but it was a little tense a little yeah. bit because they all kind of had their favorites. Yeah. And, and so they boiled it down to like three or four of their favorites. And they gave some honorable mentions, and then they had a winner. They had a winner. And the winners won... It looked really good and it uh I tasted, tasted it, it, it after the fact too. It was yeah. delicious. Wow. So I'm excited to have that recipe for myself, yep. right? Because yep. it's pretty easy things. So the the things for the contest were it um judging focused on taste, affordability, and appearance. Mm-hmm. And they all were just a few dollars each yes. of putting these together. Yeah. Like very, very mm-hmm. cost effective, especially if you think about the cost of food in general. Right. 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 And so what a cool contest. It was it was really was. Yeah. Yeah. So fun to be a part of fun to get to go take some pictures at and to talk to the people involved. So up next, we're going to be hearing from Brad Liggett, who's a president of agribusiness at Nationwide and hear a little bit about his experience with the contest <laughs> and why Nationwide was a part of it. We're also going to hear from Michelle Book, who's the CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa, who's mm. kind of the brainchild of this. And and she really has her finger on the pulse of yeah of the people who are so in need and, yeah. and making sure that they do everything they can to fulfill that need. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk with Olivia Smith and I absolutely loved her. She uh, was from Winterset, a town just South of Des Moines and um, the food bank of Iowa is near and dear to her mm-hmm. heart and just a sweet, sweet girl. And yeah. uh, obviously she knows how to th- whip together right. a, a mean uh, casserole, casserole too. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, let's take it to the chopped contest at the Iowa state fair. Okay, so first up, we're going to be talking with Brad Leggett, who is the president of Nationwide Agribusiness, and uh, you've been a big supporter of ours at Farmher for a long time. We uh, work on this Everybody Eats together, and so Brad, you just participated in the Chopped State Fair edition, so tell me a little bit about why you participated in this.
2: Oh yeah, thank you, and thank you, first off, to the whole Farmher nation. Thank you all for tuning in and for your support of this stuff. Um, you know... Uh, Nationwide has a long history with um, food and food insecurity, Uh, both from agriculture. What does ag do? It feeds the nation. It feeds, creates the food that feeds people. We also, in the communities we're in, really get involved in food banks, food rescue, um, Feeding America, which people know that's kind of an overarching group. So Feeding America, uh, and local food banks do an amazing job of getting the food that we need into local pantries. So uh, about a year ago, you know, the Iowa State Fair, which is an institution and it's so great, uh, Michelle Book, who runs the food bank, looked at me and said, hey, would you guys have an interest in sponsoring this casserole contest where the ingredients would be made from things you could get from the food bank? And I thought on behalf of all of us, including Farmer, that I thought this is something we could lean into.
0: Absolutely. So, like, what a cool thing to bring together, you know, uh, something as simple as making a casserole, but not so simple, not for everybody, right? And to be able to do it for less than $4 in a fairly quick time frame. And so you had, like, almost 30 entries here.
2: We had, we had an amazing response, and you might have heard I already agreed to do it again next year because this thing worked and it's got the attention. Here's what's impressive to me, Margie, is the cost. The fact that people are able to create nutritional meals for under four dollars, and I'm—I feel bad for y'all. You couldn't—you couldn't experience it and sample it yourself. It's delicious food, very affordable. This is exactly—and—and and what a wonderful idea! We'll get a cookbook made up of these recipes and get it out to everybody to be able to enjoy.
0: And—and and I'm waiting for that because I—I. I, uh... Well, I am, I am lucky and, you know, we have what we need. I am blessed to not be a food insecure uh, Iowan, unlike so many other people. Uh, they're still nutritious easy to make casseroles right and so I think there's a whole lot of people who will be really interested and excited to see those recipes so tell me a little bit um, about your thoughts as you're going through this is there a lot of pressure in judging?
2: Uh, this was my first food contest I had judged at and and I wanted to give fair scores here's the hardest part what do you score what do you score? The first one you had, you know, the first couple, I'm like, well, that's really good. Well, then that's, real. oh my goodness, this is even better than the one I had. They're all too good. They're all too good. So they were all very difficult. So what we did, the four judges we had were able to each pick our top two, and then we went back behind the stage and and, and the uh, top, and then we each got to sample each other's favorites, and we came to a consensus on what, what was the winner. But... Let me tell you this right now, there were no bad casseroles, and and it was just an amazing, amazing experience for everybody.
0: I I, I had them all and took some pictures of them, and I agree, they all looked really good. I was a little bit jealous of you. Was there any... any, Discontent between the judges behind the curtain—you had to boil it down from like almost 30 down to just one.
2: Well, one winner, especially Ross Dean, who does a great job. He serves with me on the food bank board of directors. We both know our role. We both looked at our governor, uh, our wonderful governor Kim Reynolds, and she she was pretty passionate on on a couple of selections. But no, she uh, yeah. There, when we all kind of when we all kind of got together, we had some good discussion back and forth, but here's what's interesting, we all absolutely settled on our top three winners plus two honorable mentions. We needed to get some honorable mentions out there because those were, they were all fabulous, but they were just five great casseroles that we wanted to make sure we really, all of them got some recognition.
0: Well, Brad, thank you so much for everything you do here in the community for Nationwide, what Nationwide does in the community, and I know all of your uh, your team does here in the community, too. It, it really does matter because there are a whole lot of people, whether it's right here in the metro or, or all around Iowa or in any rural, rural community around the country, which I know you guys are the number one farm and ranch insurer. Um, it, it's a real thing and it really matters, so thank you for your support.
2: Well, you're welcome, and thank you for bringing attention to this. Thank you all.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so next up, I'm going to be talking with Michelle Book, who is the president and CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa. And for those of you who have listened to Farm Her Talks in the past, you may remember that at a pretty critical point early on in the pandemic in 2020, we had Michelle on for an Everybody Eats episode um, because, as we say, everybody eats and all food starts at the farm. But unfortunately. Way too many people are food insecure, even right here in our home state where uh, we grow and raise so much food, right? So, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about your inspiration behind Chopped? Because I know this is something you've been wanting to do for a long time.
3: So I I grew up in Greene County and participated in 4-H and brought things to the fair. And I have friends who continue to do that today and how excited they get every year buying their tags, planning their entries, and then the excitement of the day itself. And I just knew with 300 food insecure Iowans that we could use a contest like this to create recipes for people that are food insecure and need some new and different ideas.
0: And what a good idea. I loved it. You know, I've said this, um, I I think, five times now, probably throughout the podcast, under $4, uh, prepared in less than 60 minutes. Um, regardless of who you are, I think it's a great idea, right. Uh, of, of busy people, especially families and people who have to prepare food, uh, under pressure at night. Right. So a lot of good, a lot of good entries here. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of the numbers around food insecure Iowans? Because it's, it's very real and it's in every single community.
3: It's it's surprising, Margie. It's really surprising that 1 in 10 Iowans suffer from food insecurity and 1 in 8 children across the state of Iowa are food insecure. Um, 46% of our kids in the state of Iowa qualify for USDA free and reduced lunch. Right here in Des Moines in the metro, it's about 80%. And it's it's frightening to think that we've got young people, we have young people that are trying to learn and develop, and we want them to have a bright and, and, and successful life, a bright future and a successful life. But it starts with a good education. It starts with having the nutrition needed so when they go to school, they can learn. Talk to
0: me a little bit about what the food bank does to make sure that... Some of those kids, and those numbers are shocking. I get goosebumps. I, I know you've told me some of these numbers before, but it's shocking when I hear it. And so what um, does the food bank do to help support and help, uh, I, I, go, I would say, fight back against those numbers?
3: Well, the role of a food bank, of a Feeding America food bank, of which Food Bank of Iowa is one of 200 across the United States, our role is to find free and reduce cost food, manage USDA commodity food, keep it safe, and get it out to those partners that help us serve the folks in their community who are food insecure. So if it's a 401c3, it's a nonprofit organization. Part of their mission is to provide nutrition to the people they serve. They can work with Food Bank of Iowa, and we will get the food to them. So it's uh, halfway houses, homeless shelters, uh, we have a hundred school pantries, pantries embedded in schools right now. Um, pantries in neighborhood basements, church basements, community centers, specifically with children, it's the backpack program and the programs that we put into those schools, but also community pantries where we know we have families of young children. Do we have a nearby community pantry that will, that will serve them? And then making sure that these families know where they can find resources.
0: I was going to say that because I've heard before, you know, many of of our audience around the country is in rural communities, small communities, and are there resources even in rural communities for people who have a need? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
3: Sure. Uh, Food Bank of Iowa covers 55 Iowa counties, and there are four other Feeding America food banks that cover the remainder of the 44 counties. Every county across the United States is served by a Feeding America food bank and what we do uh, about 20 million pounds last year uh, about half of that stays in the metro area due to the population the other half goes out into our rural counties food insecurity many people think it's a problem of metro of a, uh, of cities it's not i see a, a, the biggest food insecurity problems I see are in rural Iowa, where people struggle with jobs, uh, enough, enough employment to earn a living wage, where it's a struggle to find affordable housing, even access to daycare, not even whether it's affordable or not, is, is a challenge for many families. But I do think that rural Iowa, we're coming back, we're developing our counties, we've got good leadership. And uh, we really need to stay with it. Wherever there continues to be poverty, we will continue to have food insecurity. So,
0: I, I thank you so much for that, and thank you for bringing attention to it right here at the fair, where uh, food isn't insecurity is maybe not what we think of when we show up at the fair, right? We're all thinking of all the all the fair food that we're going to eat. We're making lists and plans, but the very reality is that not everyone gets that, and so thank you for bringing attention to it through Chopped. Uh, was this everything you hoped it would be when you started planning this?
3: I am just thrilled with the outcome of the day. And the young woman, Olivia Smith, that took home the $1,000 prize is a sweet soul. She also volunteers at the Food Bank of Iowa. So good.
0: So if somebody wants to know how they can get help from the Food Bank of Iowa, how they could donate, how they could donate their time, how they could help your cause and, and uh,
3: be a part of the solution, uh, how can they find out more? Sure. If you need help, Please, if you need help, reach out because help is available, www.foodbankiowa.org. If you can help, your brains, your brawn, your billfold, www.foodbankofiowa.org.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to get to to be a part of this today and to watch and see how excited the crowd got. So up next, we are going to be talking to another judge who happens to be Governor Kim Reynolds right here in Iowa. So Governor Reynolds, you just participated in the Chopped episode. Tell me a little bit about uh, why you felt it was important to participate in
4: this. Well, for a couple of reasons. First of all, the Food Banks of Iowa play such an important role in helping Iowans and children all across the state that are food insecure, and especially after the The last 18 months that we've gone through with COVID and then the derecho, they played an incredible role in helping meet that need. And so it highlights that, but also to help families that are utilizing the food banks have recipes to make uh, uh, meals and casseroles that are easy to prepare, have all the great ingredients in it and just hopefully ease ease their prep time and helping feed their family.
0: I'm always shocked about the number of food insecure uh, Iowans. I mean, y- you know, we've done podcasts about feeding America uh, around the country, but even right here, like in our own back ra- backyard, right? I mean, it, it never ceases to amaze me, and I know that there's such a need, and I think it's so important to raise awareness, right?
4: Especially as a leading ag state that Iowa is and the number one hog producer, and we just have so many resources here in our state. It's hard to believe that we have the number of families that are food insecure, and suffering from that. And so, you know, we have a responsibility and an obligation to help meet that need. And most importantly, you know, in the interim, to fill that gap, but then to work with families and help connect them with, there's a lot of jobs that are available right now, great careers, and so we need to help help um, bridge that gap. But in the meantime, we have to meet that basic need of food. And so I just, I appreciate bringing the awareness it's appropriate that it's at the Iowa State Fair and oh my goodness the uh, it was hard I was gonna say so
0: so tell me a little bit about the food uh-huh. that you ate like what, what went through uh-huh. your mind as you tasted all these casseroles that were I'm gonna remind everybody made for under four dollars yeah. and in less than 60 minutes
4: and every one of mine was two dollars and less the first one that I had was under a dollar I couldn't even believe it uh, time prep under 60 minutes as you said so that's really quick you've got a hungry family you don't have a lot of time you're working you're tired you're trying to balance all of that um, really creative too. I thought the presentations were really good. Actually, the one that we picked is the number one, one, overall. But I love the flavors, tater tots. I thought it was appealing to the kids. So it looked like something that my 11 grandchildren would tear into. And, you know, when food is an issue and you, you make a meal, you want to make sure that it's something the kids are going to eat. And so they're no different than any other kid, you know, a child. So, so that was an important aspect of it, too. We had some that tasted like lasagna. We had a peach breakfast casserole. Uh, just really unique presentations. Um, I had one that was made with venison, so I thought that was great.
0: Yes, we have the Hush program here in Iowa that yes. Michelle Book mentioned, and uh, it's such a cool program where uh, hunters can donate the meat, right?
4: To and be my, yeah, and my husband does. Kevin is an avid hunter. I mean, I, oh Mike, we're doing our part to uh, control the deer population, <laughs> but you know, it's just him and I now, and so we we do participate in that program, and it's a godsend for a lot of families. You know, we we eat venison, but we can't eat that much, so it's a really great program, and I'm really proud of the state for for participating in. That
0: absolutely well thank you for being here and for shining a light on uh, the very important topic of food insecurity and what the food bank does to help that
4: thank you and thank you for being a part of it too appreciate it thanks
0: absolutely and so next up we are going to be talking with olivia smith the winner so let's go find her okay so finally i am here with the winner of the chopped state fair edition olivia smith olivia welcome to farm her talks
5: thank you super happy to be here.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about why you um, participated in this event today. Do you love to cook? Uh, Do you do a lot of contests? Tell me what brought you here.
5: Um, Yes and yes, and State Fair Competition Food Department is near to my heart. My sister and I were raised here. My mom always entered, and we participated for as long as I can remember. It's my favorite part of the summer and sometimes the year because it's a chance to be creative and try new things and learn and be around other people who love to do the same thing. But this contest specifically, new this year to the Food Department, super excited to have it. I was reading through my book in the spring like you do and I came across this one and I was so excited. I think I put stars on my page when I was writing in there. Um, It felt like one that had been made for me because it combines so many different things that i'm interested in that i care about i love the food bank of iowa they're doing amazing things i get to volunteer there i when i can and ah, super great people love that and i believe that good food food that is nourishing to us and help us to grow and live and be our best selves but also good food that tastes good and is enjoyable and fun to make and eat and share I believe that's something that everybody should have, truly, and this seemed like an opportunity to share that. It was using ingredients that most people can find access to in some way or another, not anything far-fetched and fancy, um, especially things that the food bank can provide for families and bringing new ideas and new life into that so it's not always the same thing, and that's that's an amazing thing for people to be able to learn and experience, and that's the recipes that I've taught myself. This was an original recipe that I made a couple summers ago, and it's one of our favorites. I like making it for dinner. I like making it for a contest.
0: Okay, so so here's a good point for me to ask, what was the recipe? Can you tell me a little bit about the recipe that you entered? What what was the winner? I noticed it was in a cast iron skillet.
5: Yes. Yes. I love cast iron skillets. Um, and. That's great because this one starts out on the stove, and you end up cooking it in the oven, and so you don't have to do extra extra dishes, extra pans. It makes it simple, but you cook your ground pork in the skillet, and add in your vegetables, and...
0: And were they canned vegetables? Something um, that you could get, or frozen
1: maybe?
5: because sometimes you don't have a whole lot of time to cook, right? So we had canned green beans. We had some frozen vegetables like peppers and onions. We had some mushrooms that were there and all things that just taste and work really well together. And then for a sauce, we made basically a cream based sauce with delicious spices and cheese, cheddar cheese and some green onions. And it mixes all over everything and you smooth it flat in the skillet and you top it with some more cheddar cheese because it's delicious. And then it gets the tater tots all nice and the pretty rings on there with the bubbly casserole roll in the center. And it's a great one if you're making for dinner to just take right from the oven and put right down because it looks great and it's delicious then. And
0: I love, like you said, uh, one pan and then you're done, right? Nice. Because cleanup is always there too. Yep. So you I... put like
5: pan in the bowl that you mixed it in and then you're good.
0: Um, and thinking about these recipes, obviously this contest was to focus on how we could prepare quick, uh, very cost-effective meals. Can you tell me, um, but, but you said that this is something that you make for your, for your own family, right? So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that.
5: This is definitely a favorite that I like making with my own family. People sometimes ask me because they know that I cook and that I bake. Well, what's your favorite thing to make? And my first answer is, well, food for people. Because it is. And after that, it's usually casseroles or soups or stews because those are the kind of things where you can look at what you have in your kitchen that you've acquired from however and think, okay, this is what's available. How can we make it taste delicious and be something good for our family, for our home, for our friends? And that is where some great ideas can come from.
0: Absolutely. Olivia, thank you so much. I think uh, you you uh, had some very heartwarming things to say just now. Like food, food warms hearts, right? And it's such an important thing. So thank you for being a part of Farmer Talks. Thank you everybody for listening on this very special Everybody Eats episode, sponsored by Nationwide, where we are at the Iowa State Fair for the Chopped competition. So um, again, you can check out FoodBankIowa.org for more information about how to help, how to participate. Maybe even go find those recipes. Thank you everybody for being here with farm Hair talks